Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is a Monday. You know what that means. It is a special double or nothing AEW pay-per-view review because this week is just knackered because of all of the bank holidays. We've brought in a special guest reviewer to help out with this epic show that was on last night. Uh, it's me, as always, your boy, Big Tasty. I am joined this time by friend of the podcast, Discord member, and all-around top person, Faye. How's it going, Faye? Hi! I am... That feels like a loaded question um, at the minute, so... <laughs> I meant like just... I meant I meant like physically like because like what what time did you physically, get to bed? Uh, what time six. did you get to bed? Have, last? Six. I've had about two hours sleep because I have a child. So. I, I managed like six till eleven, which feels like <laughs> a luxury now. Now I think about it, um, <laughs> it was a long show. So just for anyone who's not watched um, Double or Nothing, it was um, four hours and thirty nine minutes. And that's not including the buy-in. No. No, like that, so it was, it was five hours and 39 minutes, which yeah. is just nuts. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll skim over Dynamite Rampage real quick, like super, super yeah. quick. Uh, the only thing to really bring up, the only thing you have to see, if you haven't seen it for me, is uh, the Young Bucks coming out dressed up as the Hardys. Yes, yes, absolutely. With and, um, Oh, yeah, oh, notable mention, like, that was wild. And I love Brandon anything Cut- that the Bucks do, though. And Brandon Cutler. As Lito with a thong, especially it's sort of followed on from Jeff Hardy singing thong song on BTE the other week, which was hilarious. <laughs> so we're, we're living in like a the, the, the Young Bucks um, Hardy's feud has been very thong centric, which is kind of weird when you think about it. But no, that was that was really good fun, and everything else was pretty much just set up for the show, really, wasn't it? We got a couple of extra matches announced. We got um, Derby versus Kyle O'Reilly, which seemed odd, but you know, here we are. Now, especially as like. I know you haven't watched BTE yourself yet, but um, Brandon Cutler with a red wig okay. this week is like <laughs> as Lisa. And it was so funny because he was like, oh, no, we got to go out as a... Um, he was like, yeah, sorry. You're going to be... We've got Grand- Gangrel in. You don't need to be here now. And it was just like, he was like, oh. Uh, right then, so we'll move on to the show, the actual, the main show. Well, the more, we'll move to the buy-in first because we had one. one. Yes, it's, it's, we can't. Well, it seemed really weird, didn't it? That like on a show with like thirteen matches, they only put one on the buy-in. Yeah, that did seem insane, especially as like I would have just really liked um, to put maybe FTR on there. Mm. Yeah, but FTR I don't had know nothing how... to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Darby Kyle maybe could have gone on the buy-in if we're being. I think so as well. If yeah. we're being real about it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we started out with, with Hookhausen versus Mark Sterling and Tony Nese. Tony Nese and Mark Sterling had adorable matching outfits, which was lovely. <laughs> it was very cute. Um, Jack mentioned that um, Tony Nese looked to him, looked like Rocky, and that was like, yeah, but like Rocky from the Rocky Horror and not from <laughs> and not from the movie. Uh, he was introduced as from Strong Island as well, which I, I enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. f- kind of more of a comedy match than anything else. Um, Dan Housen 
didn't do a great amount of in-ring work. Um, Started the match by tagging himself in, though. I mean, he, he had he had the absolute <laughs> balls that needed to, to do that. Oh, that um, was so good. But we had oh, to go. and something else. They mic'd the ring up really well as well, which I really appreciate because you can hear Dan Housen go, oh, every time he hits someone. <laughs> yeah, we got some cursing on Tony Nese, which was nice. And then it ended with Hook murdering Mark Sterling and then Dan Housen tagging himself in to do a sort of Wardlow-style foot-on-the-chest pin. That was so cute. And um, Hook's El Caminos were brilliant. Yes. Like, I mean, uh, Hook, Hook continues to be impressive, doesn't he? He's, he's just, awesome. He's, just yeah. awesome. he's really, really good. Um. Yeah, so that was the buy-in. We moved on to the main event, and the first, like, well, the match that sort of had to go on first, given the, the way the situation in the real world had developed. Uh, obviously, if anyone was on wrestling Twitter over the weekend, you'll know there was some sort of massive drama with MJF and whether or not he yeah. was going to be at the show. Um, It was, like, there was a plane booked. He was going to be flying home. He no-showed the meet and greet. Was he working? Was he genuinely pissed off with something? People were saying it was due to the way he was getting booked. He didn't want to do the job for Wardlow. He was just done with the company completely. Is he still done with the company completely? We don't know. Yeah, especially with the way the match ended. Oh, well. my God. Like, so, yeah, so to, to talk about the match, um, MJF start, comes out. Start with the entrances. Yeah. With um, MJF come, not coming out straight away to his music. There was just enough, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Because like it cut to the crowd and people started booing mm-hmm. because they thought he'd like he'd not showed up, and then he got in the ring and he did like a little airplane dance. He looked so miserable as well when he came mm. out. He had lose face, like big mm-hmm. big old lose face, boo boo face. Uh, and then Wardlow was in like the actual cells in the MGM Grand Arena. Yeah, totally. Like, like, like where they lock up like people who like rush the stage and stuff, like people who like got too drunk. He was in one of their like holding cells. Yeah, he's like kind of a lector. It was That's so. What it reminds me of. It was so cool because it made him feel like a legit badass. It was such an awesome entrance. Like they, they did like the big slow walk, and then as soon as he got out, the crowd went nuts. He was so over. I know, I know, it was insane. He had two sets of handcuffs on. He had handcuffs and like an actual chain wrapped around his wrists as well because he broke the handcuffs last week. It was, it was awesome. Um, yeah. And then match-wise, it was kind of a bit of a squash, really, wasn't it? It was it was very slow. Um, there were some really choice moments that I have here. We got um, he showed up chance yes. in the crowd. Um, also, it was it was it felt like to start it dug its heels in a little, like it was a bit slow. But well, MGF, like... MGF was doing a thing. We just kept running up the ring, didn't he? Like to sort of get out yeah. of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce's. Bryce is absolute. Bryce was a treasure throughout this entire match. He was so funny. Like um, when he got the ring out of his pants. Yeah. He um, he was like, ah, oh, he took it off him and then just patted him on the shoulder real gently. Then when MGF was sort of all out of options, he sort of shouted at Wardlow, "I'll double your pay." Then it was, "I'll triple your pay," and then Wardlow just like, "No, non plus, yeah, right, I'll quadruple your pay." And then Wardlow yeah. just gives him a power like straight away. And you see Bryce's little smile again when he, <laughs> when he doesn't let go of his hands. It was brilliant. Um, so then it was 10 power bombs yeah. in a row. He had to have more than Punk, didn't he? With, with, with the straps coming down for the last one. And then, yeah, the Mordor just puts his foot on the corpse of MJF yeah. for the three count. And that's Ding it. Ding dong. Like, holy hell. Like, 
I don't think we knew it wasn't going to be because of the way it's been built. It probably wasn't going to be the most sort of back and forth match, but I don't think anyone expected something along those lines. I think the situation on Twitter and everything soured it a bit, I think, at the start. But then MJF really did put Wardlow over. Like, I've got a hand it. Oh, yeah, fair play. MJF, yeah. like, he really did that well. I mean, if he's going out, he's going out on his back, like, the proper way. Mm-hmm. And, as well, interesting end to the match was that MJF got stretches off. So, it's like, yeah. is he getting mi- written off, like, for well, a bit now, like, medically? <laughs> they put the... Um, they put the... the, cat, the the air mask over his nose and his eyes yeah. instead of his nose and his mouth, which yeah. was, yeah, a little weird. Um, but yeah, and then, so Wardlow <laughs> gets the contract, it's confirmed, uh, Tony gets him on the, Tony Schiavone gets him on the ramp and the, the All Elite graphic comes up and he, he like, he's really emotional, he, the fans go nuts. That was chant, lovely. You deserve it, big you deserve it chant, Wardlow bows, mm-hmm. waves to the fans, points to the fan. Oh, it was, it was really, really nice. It was great. Yeah, it was super touching. I'm so happy for him. Like, it's about time. <laughs> right then, move on to the next match. We have the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. Um, elite versus Delete. Oh, this, this is was, such a good match. Yeah, the, the Young Bucks, I loved the entrance, the, the Elvis. Um, I've been singing it all day. The super kick party to the tune of Viva Las Vegas. That was lovely. So good. Um, the Elvis sort of jumpsuits. Everyone, a lot of Elvis-themed uh, attire. Like today, a lot of jumpsuits. Matt Jackson. Though didn't look like Elvis, he just looked like Ring of Honor Matt Jackson because of those mutton chops. Right, as a Young Bucks fan, is the Young yeah. Bucks' greatest strength as pro wrestlers their ability to grow facial hair like instantly? <laughs> it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, like I like, don't know how they do it. As someone who's like maybe a long time to grow a lot of facial hair, I don't know how they do it so quickly. Maybe it's an elite thing because Kenny can do it, Brandon can do it. So maybe once you're in the elite, you get a superpower. They had they had mutton chops, which I could only describe last night as weapons grade. Yeah, I thought Nick's were fake for a second, but Jack was like, <laughs> "No, they, they just shaved like shaved." No, it. scum lord Nick Jackson can just click his fingers and grow mutton chops like at will, basically. Apparently, but Matt like Matt literally looked like Matt from like twelve years ago. Yeah, like. It's amazing how yeah, Josh made them look younger, which is really, <laughs> yeah. which is really odd. That what that says about the books <laughs> in general. So on onto the match then. Um, it was a fun match. There was a little bit of some oddities going on with Jeff. I don't know if he was a little hurt or if like he had some problems with his boots, didn't he? Like they were coming loose. That was so, weird. Mm, wasn't the um, best. They um they took a Matt and Nick like Matt Hardy and Nick. Sorry, Matt Hardy and Matt at the beginning took a while to like really feel each other out as well. Yeah, it it, it 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 started off, and I'm never gonna. I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, this match was slow because I love the book. You know what I'm like, but um, yeah, it it felt like it was a bit dig heels in. Um, it was nice to have Caprice on commentary it was, for yeah, this as well. Like Caprice was on commentary, which was nice because these guys last time they fought was in Ring of Honor, which was pretty awesome just before the book. And they're a winner piece, which yes. I which I realized last night we were talking about that um, yesterday. So there was a moment during the middle of the match where the Bucks go for a twist of fate and a swanton on the Hardys. It doesn't quite get it done, which is nice. Um, that twist of fate was gorgeous as well. It was. Me. It was, was really amazing. nice. Then it gets to a point where Jeff hits was it a swanton on Matt onto the um, onto the ring steps on the outside. 
Well, as soon as they got like, we'd been making jokes all night about, oh, no, you've got to watch out for Matt. He's got a bad back because obviously he just sells the heck out of that every match. And then that happens and we were like, no, but genuinely he has a bad back. Leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, so then we end up, so that basically takes Matt out of the match for the finish. Um, we end up with Nick in the ring. He gets a um, twist of faith for two, or a very, very close two, then hits a roll up. I jumped out of my seat because I thought I was winning prediction here. But Matt kicks out, gives Nick two twist of fates, Jeff hits Swanton, and the Hardys win. Uh, the books do the job for in another pay per view. I, I, I said this, I didn't want it to happen, but I said this would happen. Well, it it's not them. in my predictions. I it, still went with the books. It was a hard pick, wasn't it? Because it was like, right, yeah. do the books lose again or do the Hardys lose their first pay-per-view tag team match? And it was like... Books love putting people over, though. They, they do. absolutely love it. But it was, it was, I mean, it was a really fun match. They sort of got over the, the sort of slow start, which I thought was almost like a bit of like them sort of finding their feet with each other mm-hmm. again. And then it sort of ended so, quite phonetically and like really, like they really ramped up the, 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 the sort of the speed and the energy before they Especially with all those super kicks. So yeah. many super kicks. There was wasn't as many as I was expecting, but there was certainly <laughs> quite a few. The counter to the poetry in motion as well that they did, where he moved up the way. Oh, and then Nick yeah, just where he hit like the, him in the face. Yeah, that was beautiful. Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, next to them, we had a very quick video package of the acclaimed and the Gun Club having a week in Vegas. Um, <laughs> so this was Billy going into the room, and they were all like passed out because they've had like a wild night. And he, like, he's, he's really disappointed. He said good night, my son, and then scissored him. He's, he's, he's like really disappointed with like the ass boys, but then he like tucks in like Max Caster. He's like, oh, make sure you, make sure you, you know, you, you tucked up okay. And he's like, he's really. I love how he's like just he's like he's like when you go around to your mate's house and your mates, my parents are horrible to your mate, but like dead nice to you. Yeah, yeah. Sleep well, friend, is what he said before he scissored in. Yeah. Anthony Bowens. Daddy ass, taking care of everyone. Uh, uh, right then, next up, we had Jade Cargo versus Anna Jay. Um, yes. Talk very briefly about the match, because it wasn't, it was a little, I mean, it was, it was the match was fine. Uh, there was the, it's probably one of the matches that people are going to maybe have some issues with, because it was a little bit loose here and there, because obviously Anna Jay and Jade are still quite young, still quite new in their in their sort of careers. There wasn't like a there wasn't like an experienced hand here to like lead the match. They were both out there doing it for themselves. And they, I think they did a, a, a pretty good job all things considered. Shout out to the gear. Um Magician Anna throwing back to like Magician Anna's back. She's also announced as from uh, from Georgia as well no, no longer from the keep. But she still does the dark yeah. order hand thing so she's still in the dark order. But it's she's fine. still it's dark orders Anna Jake's I had that fear too. Mm. Um and then I found out a cool little fact about Jade Cargill's gear as well is that her hair is green and pink because her sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha, was the first ever black sorority. Oh, nice. So, like, so like she's just paying homage to their colours. So, like, that's... Kamala Harris was in that sorority as well. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Anna and Jade, Jade sort of throw everything at each other. Like, Jade hit Eye of the Storm on Anna. Anna That's hit. my favourite move. It needs to be used more often. <laughs> and I got a Queen Slayer on. Um, and Cargill sort of like had to throw herself. The problem with Jade is she's just so tall. Like wherever you get her in a submission, she can pretty much reach the ropes from anywhere in the ring. Mm-hmm. And um, Anna's little kicks from the ropes were great as well. Like where yeah. her leg just came out of nowhere. Love those. Um, so then we had um, Mark Sterling and the baddies on the outside sort of making problems. Yeah. Anna took out Doing the baddies. Mischief. Yeah, and I talk about the baddies. Silver came down to take out 
uh, Mark Sterling with a, another brain buster the second time. In the most that. John Silver way as well, the way he ran and like was just <laughs> dancing behind him. Yeah, so good. Uh, it was it was fantastic, but then as the match was coming to an end, Stokely Hathaway makes his way down to the, the ring. The boy, you may know yeah. him as Malcolm Bivens. He is oh. the greatest manager in professional wrestling. <laughs> what a treasure! He distracts proceedings, allowing Jade to hit Jaded, and that's enough for the win. And it looks like Sterling is out, and then Hathaway is in. Yeah, especially as what he put on Twitter. He was yeah. like, "I heard someone helped Anna. I heard someone help Jade out in the match. Just what a Stoke!" <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's not all. And so then after, after the match, yeah. we had we had a we had a situation where Anna was getting beaten up. We had the baddies and Jade. So then um, Chris Statlander comes out to try and even up the odds, but we're still one person short. Ooh. Who comes out? But Athena making her and AEW debut. She looked fantastic. Yes. Looks so good. Her music the f- was great. The first comment off Cutler on her debut post was just D&D win. <gasps> yes. Need that. <laughs> More critical botch, please. But yeah, this is incredible. Um, can't wait to see her in AW. Can't wait to see what she does. Yeah. It was. It felt, it made what was like a bit of a throwaway match into a really big pay-per-view moment, which I, I quite enjoyed as it was happening. Yeah, I know. I, it was so good. And then... Um, yeah, that was it. But I'm really excited to see where that goes now. And it's about time we had like women's stables. Yeah. Well, the baddies are here to stay, aren't they? Like, they've yeah. got Stokely Hathaway. Now, I can't wait to see what he does with Jade because that'll be phenomenal. Um, obviously, it looks like Anna, because Anna's best friend is now off doing deep kissing with Sammy. Oh, no, no. So she needs a new, she needs someone else to do. So she's got Athena and Chris Statlander helping her out. Obviously, Statlander Red Velvet have got beef. So we sort of see what they're doing. Oh uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's all good. Right. Next yeah. up then, we'll move on to match number four. We're still not even a third of the way through. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, match number four, we had House of Black versus Death Triangle in a six-man tag. Um, we have Baby Penta, battle. but it was Ray Phoenix's. Yeah, he just, he just prefers Penta because Penta's cooler, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, really awesome entrances from both teams. Uh, House of Black continues to be one of the Best emphasis in wrestling. Uh, Death Triangle so is good. good as well, to be fair. Like Alex Abrahantes running around like a kid who's had too many smarties. He literally, he doesn't have the same energy as Tony. It's literally, I've had too much Sprite. Yeah. And I'm just going off the head. And I think for like in terms of just in ring bell to bell action, this was probably the so match much. of the night. They did, yeah. they did everything in this. Buddy really felt like he had every single move of Penta's scouts. Like, he was just there, meeting them, like, blow for blow. It was amazing. Like, yeah. It was great. Um, that Meteora as well, off the top, putting Buddy, <sighs> Buddy on Penta was beautiful. And then, yeah. like, a couple of seconds after that, Pac just kills him with a poison run. <laughs> and it's like, okay. All of Pac's kicks as well were, like, super scary tonight. Like, really hitting hard. Yeah, me and Malachi told him to shoot, and he's like, all right, let's go. Sound. <laughs> Malachi, he definitely shot kick Malavai when when he poofed him in the day. Oh, that was yeah. That, I mean, that, that felt a bit weird, didn't it? Like Pack just for no reason hoover Malachi. I mean, like I know they, I know they're bit, Pac, though. I know they're kind of grey area-ish, aren't they? Um, like like Death Triangle, they're always they always sort of skip the line of it, but like just a straight up kick to the balls, like for no it reason. Was, yeah, it was especially with see that whole thing, that whole segment. Like Alex was like, do this, do this, and Pack was like, what? <laughs> Fine, I'll just do this. Like, it, yeah. fe- it felt a bit disjointed, but maybe 
maybe we'll get something along the lines further, especially with what happened afterwards. Uh, a little later on then, um, Ray Phoenix got a Dante's Inferno off Buddy and Brody, which looked horrendous in a yeah, great way. And, and the Canadian th- Destroyer as well. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought I thought the Dante's Inferno was it, but then like Pack and Penta managed to sort of just about push Brody onto the onto the pin to, to break it up or Buddy onto the pin. But then yeah, um, Pack uses um, yeah Phoenix's back yeah to hit a brainbuster on was it Buddy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because they just threw Brody out, didn't he? Yeah, which looked, it was insane. It was, yeah. it was unbelievable. It was, yeah, everything. I've got here as a note: destroyers will forever not make me wince because they do every time I watch them. Like there was one on the outside of the apron. Yeah, it's like destroyers are always like the the, the danger moves, aren't they? Then uh, Pack gives Black a brainbuster. And he's sort of getting yeah. the upper hand, but then the lights go out a little bit later towards the end. And when they come back on, Pac's on top on the top rope looking for the black arrow. The lights come back on. Spooky Julia has arrived. Oh, it's been too long. I had this in my bonus prediction and I got the point for it. <laughs> Spooky Julia spits black mist to Pac's face. Or purple mist. It was some sort of dark colored mist. Mm-hmm. And then black drills him with a black mass, whatever they call it now, blackout, black mass. Mm-hmm. Um, Same thing. Picked up the win, and again, I did not. I thought that. Um, I really thought, I thought that Death triangle. triangle. I, I thought that triangle would do here, but apparently not. Black Mass are just gonna. Sorry, um, House of Black are just gonna continue to run riots all over this. And I'm here for because, it. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, just, just look at them. Just look at them. Yeah. They all came out with like painted faces as well, which really suited Brody, but maybe not so much Buddy. He looked a bit. It's a because he hasn't got the tattoos. But it's because Buddy's handsome. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know, but um, yeah, that was fantastic. Everything about that match was boss. It was, like I said, it was it was just frantic action, wasn't it? There was like guys. I mean, we didn't even talk about like what Phoenix did, and you could you could go half an hour on that. <laughs> you really could. He was like wild as well. Like his bits where he's like going off the ropes and where where they all did the um the moonsault and then Buddy did his. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not Buddy Brody. Brody did his moonsault after everybody else. Oh man! I know so that. I know, I know this feud got a bit truncated with like Phoenix's injury, and they had to sort of drag it out a little bit. But I'm really glad they got to finish it properly like this on like a, a big stage with a match like this, mm-hmm. where, where like all the nonsense just went everywhere, and it was yeah, it was really good fun. Yeah. Uh, right then, we moved on to. I mean, I kind of I know, I know the show was a. It was a really really long show, but one thing I really appreciated was this like little Owen Hart interlude in the middle. Oh man! Where they uh, well, they they did yeah. both. They did both the men's and women's finals back to back of the Owen mm-hmm. tournament, and it was nice. It felt like a little a little sort of aside. It was like right, we're gonna we're gonna park double or nothing for a little bit now, and then we're gonna talk about Owen. We're gonna do the two matches, and then we're gonna get Martha down to do the little presentation. And it was that just was a nice. So it was just a nice little sort of bubble of 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 lovely in the in the in the middle of the pay per view. It was like a nice cock cup of tea and a yeah. blanket. Yeah. It's like, here, you're okay? You guys okay? We'll check in with you. Here's some nice fluff. So um, we started out with Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe, the men's final. The first Adam time... Adam Cole looked unbelievable. Oh, he had, his, he had the Owen Hart gear, like the pink and white. It was incredible. The pink, oh, the pink jacket was beautiful. Um, the first time they ever faced each other, apparently. They've both been NXT champions, but this is the first time they, they were never they never crossed paths. They sort of ships in the night. Yeah, I was literally just about to say that. That's what it felt like, wasn't it? Like, it feels like it's overdue, almost. Yeah, and 
if last if the last match was probably the most frantic, this was probably from a pure wrestling standpoint, probably the match of the night. Yeah, I loved um, Joe's ROH graphic as well. It wasn't an AEW style one. Yeah. But yeah, um, Joe, Joe, Joe just is a legit killer, isn't he? Like he just looks dangerous it, all of the time. Yeah, he looked like like Adam came out and was just like like a peacock, basically. He looked great. It was very Adam Cole. And then Joe came out and it was like, oh shit. Joe it's, Joe ain't wearing no pink gear. Joe isn't like isn't knocking in Absolutely murder time. Yeah. And Joe gets in that ring. That's all there is. Um one thing that surprised not surprised me, but sort of I was quite happy to see was there was no Jay Lethal interference. Yeah, and there was no shenanigans, not really massive amount of shenanigans. Uh, a, a little bit, but enough to sort of keep it, but you could argue that it was a clean finish. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll go straight to the finishes. The match was great, but like we, we can't just describe all the moves because that would be insane. Yeah. <laughs> there, were, there were really good moments. Um, like More nasty ju- super kicks. Yeah. <laughs> And I, and Joe still had that hurt arm that Adam Cole was trying to sort of focus on, like he hit some um, some STFs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Bobby Fish did appear, and it was quite important because Joe had the Kakina clutch in, and then Bobby Fish got on the apron, and Joe broke the, the hold voluntarily. Mm-hmm. He didn't like there was no he didn't Bobby didn't hit him or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it was Joe's it felt decision. unnecessary, almost the um, Bobby Fish interference to me because of that. I think you have to sort of protect Joe a little bit, though, because he's mm-hmm. not lost yet in AW. No, that's true. Uh, so then as as he did that, that gave Cole enough time to set up for the boom. And, yeah, he picks up the win. And Adam he Cole did. is your men. King of hearts. Yeah, the, the king of hearts, which is, I mean, it it's it was probably the, the, the well, I think we all picked him, didn't we? Like, did they get yeah. Joe for this? Um, just because Cole needs a belt, really. And this just gives him 100%. something. This gives him something to sort of get his teeth into and really be a bit of a, a dickhead about. And and especially with what happened in the women's one, yeah, as with, well with what happened immediately afterwards, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a really fun match. Um, I'd love to see them run it back at some point, maybe for yeah. another title or give give or an ROE. Yeah, give Cole a crack at Joe's TV title and let Joe beat him in Ring of Honor. That'd be that means let Joe get his win back. That'd be that'd be lovely. I'd love to see like. Like now that the books aren't on massively in the tag title scene, even though a match did get announced, um, more I'd like to see some of the ROH alumni that are in AEW back in ROH. Yeah, because yeah, there's so many, and it'd be, it'd be awesome. Uh, right then, next up we had um, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho for the women's final at the Owen tournament. No, this was this was funny. So I picked Ruby Soho because I thought she really needed the win here, but Sarah, my partner, had picked Britt. And then, so Me obviously, too. so Britt comes out, and Rich Ward from Fozzie's playing along with him. Can he just not anymore, though? Like, <laughs> Do, are, oh, they not, are they not? Are they not allowed any other um, guitarists? Is, is Rich Ward the only one allowed now? Did you see his weird prance down the ring? Like when Britt was walking down, he was still playing the guitar, but like he had like weird. He did like weird step, like a shuffle. Yeah, it was it was unsettling. It was weird, but then so Sarah was like, "Oh my god, look at that big entrance with like the guy playing guitar." Like, no way, no way, no way, Brit losing this. And then it was like, "Well, motherfucker, here's Rancid. Here's like, all, here Rancid. is here is all of Rancid, and, and like, and they're all mic'd up. They're actually performing live." Yeah, and remember Tim Armstrong? Yeah, he looked at Triple H. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So that was awesome. Ruby comes out. I know Ruby and Lars are big fan, big friends, aren't they? Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. that was really cool. And I was like, right, this is this is it now. This is this is the good of the entrance. This is the moment. It's it's time. Ruby's ascending to the top of the mountain. Um, and it wasn't quite to be, was it? It just didn't. It didn't happen. It didn't. For poor it didn't Ruby. feel like it for me. It didn't feel like it was going to though with the reception that that she got after beating Chris. I felt like almost almost protective of AEW when Ruby won. And I know that sounds weird, but that's how it felt to me. It was like, but no, because these girls deserve it. Even though Brit was Brit was champion. It just felt like, I don't know. I think that's how that ma- that last match beating Chris made me feel towards Ruby for this match. She was like some sort of invading force. Like, yeah, the, way, like yeah. the way Hangman was talking about CM Punk in the build-up. Yeah, to, that's to how match. I felt about Ruby. Um, so one thing I will say, I think this is probably the best match Ruby's had in AW. She was very, her tenacity was like where she wouldn't let go of Brit's arm for anything at the yeah. beginning. Oh. And then like, yeah, the sharpshooter. The sharp, she put Brit in the sharpshooter, didn't she? Well, well it was of. it was meant to be a sharpshooter. <laughs> it didn't yeah. quite work out that way, but yes. It was on, on a night of a lot of sharpshooters, it was probably sadly the worst one we saw. Yeah. Um, Brit d- didn't even go down at the new f- the new future either. No, at all. Just no soul, no future. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she staggered, but it's like that's meant to be like one of those moves that you get hit with and it's done. There was a nice moment though when when um, Brit was in that leg shot. She thought where um, Brit bit her own hand to sort of like <laughs> to sort of like she gave herself the lockjaw, get herself through the pain, <laughs> um, and then eventually made it to the ropes. Then they ended up. In like Ruby going for like a victory roll with Brit in the electric chair, and then Brit managed to reverse it. It, it kind of it was it was it was a really a really good end, end to a really yeah. good match. Um, there was no there was no lockjaw, there was no interference. Yeah. It was a straight up match. It was it had it felt important, which was kind of nice. I think that's how it was for Cole as well because we didn't get a low blow from Cole no. either. So these were both very from both Brit and and Cole. They were both very um like. Clean, not clean, as clean as they can be. Yeah, and yeah, I, I thought for a second when when Cole when I thought, oh, what do they do? Like Ruby winning, and they have like an odd couple as like the sort of the two winners. But no, they went for the power couple. It's Brit, it's Adam Cole. They both win. They king go, and Queen of Hearts. King and Queen of Hearts. They're there. That's it. They're the power couple of AW. Um, Love Martha, Martha Hart comes out with Tony Khan and had, does a lovely speech. There was a there was a sort of thinly veiled insult that she threw in there, which was like. Now we can finally celebrate his legacy again in the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, she oh. did not mention Brit. Brett it, it was like, oh shit! They're, yeah, they're, they're yeah. saying that like WWE ruined it for everybody. Um, but then she presents the belts. They both get up. So that the cup, they both get their names engraved on the cup, and that gets defended every year apparently. But yeah. the belts are theirs to keep forever. They get made every year, and they get given out as like prizes for winning, which is awesome. The and belts, it's the stampede belt. It's very yeah, very similar to the stampede, the old stampede belts. The the, the leather's pink, which is they look so good. They look uh, they were good. They, I think at the minute, I think they're the best belts that that AEW have got. They were so nice, but also I just really love the color pink. So I'm a bit biased there. And there was a little bit of. Character breaking as well from I mean obviously I mean these people are Brit looked like she was gonna cry. Yeah. Even oh Cole, even, even Cole, as Jay said, like a bit of budge came out. Yeah, hundred percent. He's so like it was like it was like Chugs. Yeah, Chugs getting a belt. Not not Adam Cole. It was he was Chugs for like he was Chugs for like fifteen seconds when he was hugging yeah. Martha, which was uh, which oh. was great. Yeah, but yeah, it was great. Uh, the, 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 both matches really delivered. They were two of the stronger 
like sort of bell to bell singles matches on the show. In yeah, terms of I really action, enjoyed them, which was excellent. Martha was great. She seemed like she was really genuinely excited to be there and really enjoyed herself. Yeah, it, uh, it, honestly, it made me cry anyway. Like I, <laughs> I got emotional. What more about you crying later? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, well, this is what, what makes me cry. It's the next feud we had up, which was Men of the Year and Paige Van Zandt versus Sammy, Frankie, and Ty Conti in a mixed tag match. I have three right. notes. Go on, okay. hit, me your, hit me with your three notes, <laughs> and then, then we'll, we'll talk about a few points, and then we'll move swiftly on. I have Sammy was annoying. Men of the Year and Kaz were great. And Sammy's cut is great. And that's it. That's all I have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll go with Paige Van Zandt. Seemed pretty decent. Yeah. Um here um, Michinoka driver wasn't great. No, no. But that's not that's not a beginner move to be fair. No, so it isn't. Fair play to so, trying that. Yeah. Um her music was great. I gave me some California love vibes, which I'm always down for. Mikey Ruckus just doesn't miss, does he? Like, you know, her gear's great as well. Like her entire look yeah. is boss. Like I'm there for it and I and I am excited to see where she's gonna go. If from they've here. got something here, they just need to get away from this garbage fire of a of a feud. Yeah. And, and like doing something worthwhile. Her husband um, looks so proud. Yeah, he did really, well, and, and, nice. and that's awesome. I mean, he seems like a nice guy as well. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, the I mean, the bit where Sammy just interrupts the match because he needs to do deep kissing with Ty can absolutely fuck off. Where um Paige knocked, basically made Tay um low blow Sammy with her head was yes. brilliant. That yes. was very funny. I mean, you knew they were going to throw a cross set spot in, but like there, there we go. There's. Ty's face to Sammy's crotch, which you yeah. know apparently is something that happens with alarming regularity in the real world. But you know, here in the match, yeah. it happens. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, they they do. There's literally a bit where like um, Kazarian's so annoyed by them, like just he walks making, away, making out in the middle of the match that he tells them to fuck off and just leaves. Yeah, and to be fair, mood. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was just doing what we all wanted to do there at that point. But like every time that Scorpio and Frankie were in the ring was boss. They, yeah. they they know each other so well. And that's the only downside to this match is that Frankie can't challenge for the TNT belt. And I'd like I, I think I would have liked to have seen Frankie as TNT champion. Uh, Ethan Page just shellacking Sammy around at the start was lovely as well. Just taking Sammy yeah. to school and just beating the piss out of him. I love, love, you love to see sight. it. Um, Nat and Jack mentioned this when we were watching it. They were like, no, this is like Indies, Ethan Page, like psychotic, angry. Yeah. Ethan Page, and I haven't seen it. It's just Ethan Page that broke Darby's arm legitimately with a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> you I'm going to need to watch these. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the sort of the, the sort of boiling point of the match was um, Sammy accidentally super kicks Ty. Oh, man, can that happen all the time? <laughs> and then um, Sky gives him a TKO for the win. And, yeah, yeah as you say, the, the one thing we can draw a line under here now and say, look, Sammy, as long as Sky is the title champion, Sammy is out of the picture now. He's out of the title yeah. picture, which is the small mercy. It's the only mercy. Um, but yeah, Paige Van Zandt looked all right. There's, I think there's something there with her. Mm-hmm. Ethan Page, it's always nice to see Ethan Page wrestling on a pay-per-view. It's, it's always nice to see him wrestle like on main events or anything like that, because I yeah. feel like he's just on dark a lot lately. So it's nice to see him getting on TV, which or mm-hmm. even on a, on a big pay-per-view sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, Scorpio Sky, let, let him go and have a proper TNT title run and let's, yes. let's, have, let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. I am excited to see what happens. Uh, right then, moving on to the match we said we probably wanted to be on the 
on the buy-in. Darla Riley versus Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Again, really. We have the um, when was the Andrade promo? Was it after this or before this? I think it was after this. It was before. Right. Um, it was much later on, actually. All right. Okay. It all bled into one. I'm just making sure that. Yeah. Listening. No, I only remember because I saw Sarah watching it before. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so it Darby... was. It, it was after um, Anarchy. Darby was bleeding pretty quickly into that match. So yeah, right, like in the first like thirty seconds, they're sort of doing some grappling, and Kyle just like lashes a knee at his face and like just legitimately knees him in the mouth like incredibly hard. Because he sp- he like sprays out blood. <laughs> well, when you see, yeah, you see, you see Darby like get up from the floor and like the blood just like gurgling out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it looked horrible. Like fair play to Darby, you know he's, he's tougher than a coffin nail. No, he's, he really uh, is. One hundred percent. He ain't gonna let that phase him. Uh, yeah, but again, super super fun match. Big. Big work. I mean, it's Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. It's a big work rate match. Um, so many rough landings from Darby. Oh my god, those two, those two dives. Darby's. I mean, Darby's gone to that Andrade school of like, I will do mad stuff from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring, and it's <laughs> and it's absolutely fine. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. I'm okay. And Kyle's a majestic wrestler, isn't he? He makes everything look so smooth and effortless. He's so good. Like, I think. Because he's obviously, and, and I don't think Red Dragon really get like a lot of like matches themselves. No, it's because Bobby, so, Bobby Fish is older than time and he can't wrestle out. So, like, it's just great to see Kyle doing what Kyle does best. And if Kyle's getting a little singles push here, then yeah, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm right for that. Yeah, me too. Um, the coffin drops and all the submissions that Kyle was doing as well. Um, yeah. Darby would not tap. No. Like, at all. No, you put... Oh, God, no. Kyle put him in so many horrible submissions. Um, oh, Has Darby that... tapped since Miro? He didn't even tap. He passed out in Miro, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. He, Darby, I don't think Darby's ever tapped. Um, we've got to talk very quickly about the two suicide dives that Darby hits, like, back-to-back. The first one where he kind of catches his foot and sort of yeah. cartwheels into Kyle and looked horrible. It did look... To be fair, the second one did not look any better. It looked like he landed on his head. Well, the second one, they, did, they, they sort of worked it really well, didn't they? So, like, yeah. um, Kyle sort of catches him in, like, a, a sort of chancery as he comes down. Yeah. It, it looked... It looked incre- I don't know how he managed it. Yeah. It looked incredible. And then he started did, like, some, like, awkward thrusting on top of Derby, like, afterwards. We rolled him over and they were like, you, you need to go back in the ring. It's like, what are you doing, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, Bryce was out and said, yeah, you can't win out here, mate. You need to go back in the ring. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, yeah, a, a surprising finish. Um, the so, chain? Well, <laughs> the so chain one, snapped. One thing I love about this, so, yeah, Kyle uses uh, Derby's chain to lift him off his feet, to which... It's a JR Excalibur. I was like, oh, he's using that unbreakable chain that Darby wears. And then, like, <laughs> as soon as he said that, it just exploded. <laughs> oh, that's so sad, though, because, like, it was meant to never, ever be, like, cut off. It doesn't have, like, a clasp no. or anything. Oh, man, that made me a bit emotional. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, no. Real-time story development. Long-term yeah. storytelling. The chain finally <laughs> breaks. Uh, and then, yeah, Kyle hits him with the diving knee, the same knee he hit Sting with to damage his leg. That's um, the, I don't think this feud's over. Kyle gets the win. Like, yeah. Who saw that coming? Like, none of I us. I didn't. No, I didn't. I, <laughs> I had Derby to win. But yeah, I really enjoyed that match, actually. Yeah, huge, huge win for Kyle over one of the most protected guys in AW. Good for Kyle. I'm yeah. happy for him. It was, like, a, it, it was a stupendous match. Like, Kyle had an amazing... We didn't talk about it because we didn't have time, but Kyle had an amazing match with Samoa Joe yes. last week. Yes, um, he did. 
And yeah, that's back to back bangers he's done now. And fair play. If we're not if we're not paying attention to Kyle O'Reilly, we should be. Absolutely. I think again, he's another one that I wouldn't mind going into ROH. Yeah. As well. He can do he can do horrible stuff. Talk to people down even, there. Yeah, he could even get the belt off um, Joe, maybe at some point. Yeah. If Joe goes for Gresham. Yeah, right then. Next up we have women's championship action. Um Serena D comes out with New York, which is yeah, nice. Yeah. And then Thunder Rosa comes out with just the, the best gear you've ever oh, seen. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? It was like something off um, Coco. Yeah. Like that, that like sort of like glow. It was like so vibrant. Yeah. And I'm the crowd for reaction for Thunder Rosa was unbelievable. The crowd was so behind her. Yeah, I love her. She's brilliant. And to be fair, this was so. This is a great match, obviously, because it's two great women. Like the build has been a bit chunky. Like mm-hmm. we've we've all like if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard particularly Jay say how he feels about Serena on the mic. You know she's yeah. not the best, but hell, when the bell goes, she can go. Uh, yeah, she's one of the best wrestlers. Like, well, on the roster, I think during during lockdown, it was Thunder Rosa and Serena coming in that like took the AW Women's Division off life support. And yeah. here they are now at the top of the card showing why they're the two women who have elevated this division. Here's, here's what you've been missing out on because we've had Brit. And that's no thing to Brick's absolutely adora. But like it's be it, it's really, I think this has been a really defining match for Na- for Thunder. Yeah, this, this is her like big win, isn't it? This is her signature, yeah. like and not only in terms of like the overcoming Serena, but just putting on this performance. Yeah. Yeah, like she um, hasn't she hasn't put on a performance this good since the lights out match with Brett. I don't think. And um, her little nods to Dustin, yeah, as well, brilliant, so good. Yeah, they, they, they did an excellent job both women here. Um, the crowd were dead before this match, but they really came alive for this. Like they really got the crowd going, which is not hard to do, not easy to do. Sorry, because this was like three and a bit hours into the show. Yeah, yeah, I was feeling it by this point. Yeah, the, 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 the sleepies were, were catching up with me at this point on. But yeah, really, really fun. Um, like, Rosa kicks out of the detox. She yeah, gets out she the, does. She gets out of the serenity lock. Absolutely everything. She hit, Then she hits the, the Thunder Driver for the three counts. And I love that move. It's yeah, so good. And, it, and it came out, like not out of nowhere, but like they set it up so well and it looked so cool the way they sort of it did it. It was a springboard. It was like a different style, the way she usually hits it as well, I think. Because yeah. it was like it was off the back of something else. It was very good. Um, but yeah, I I was impressed by and it's not that like I'm saying like Serena's not not good, but like I was impressed. But I was really impressed by Serena in this match. Yeah, you know, really really good fun, like super good match. Uh, right then, we then went to. Oh my god! I don't even know how we're going to talk about this. I tried um, to make notes on this, you know, and like my brain hurt. Like I have some, but it was chaos. So Anarchy in the Arena as um just sponsored Robert, by um, Wild Thing, my ex. Justin Roberts. <laughs> Justin Roberts in the ring quote, ladies and gentlemen, shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah, Justin Roberts did a swear. I love this. So like Jericho appreciate society all came out down the ramp. They all look like boy band members. Um the white. But you know why they're wearing white, don't you? Because they're gonna bleed like <laughs> fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, some of them are, some more than others. Um, and then I liked how, like, they did, like, Wild Thing plays, and then, like, Moxley appears with Santana, and then, like, Danielson appears, then Ortiz appears, then Kingston. Like, they all came down, like, different, like, aisles, one after another through the crowd. Which Danielson. Was, 
looked more like Brian, like from WWE, than he ever has. He was, in here. Sport, he, he was sports entertainment then, isn't it? It looked like him, didn't it? Uh, but yeah, and then the the constant loop. So for the wild. first yeah, for the first like five, <laughs> six minutes of the match, Wild Thing is just playing over and over and over. <laughs> Up until Jericho uses the soundboard to hit Moxie with while they're fighting. Um, <laughs> He's like, but, I hate this song. There's just so much. Like, within the first like 90 seconds, Matt Menard is just bleeding everywhere. Because Mox attacked him with a fork. Yeah. He is just covered in blood. Uh Kingston is just and then Kingston takes over and batters him like all over the outside. There's a point where like Kingston and Menard are like out on the concourse and it's like something like a street fighter and Kingston's just hammering him and like there's a crowd behind him like just going wild. And it's like, it's like the most Eddie Kingston thing you've ever seen. This match made me realise how much I love Mox and Kingston together because they were so in sync. Mm. Like, uh And then... Um, Let's not forget um, Jericho being cut. Was it Jericho covered in mustard or was it Matt Menard? No, it was Matt Menard. So Eddie Kingston oh. covers Matt Menard in mustard. Then he threw him into the merch stand. <laughs> and Daniel Garcia came in. And yeah. So we ended up having Eddie and Garcia end up fighting into a freight elevator. That's after. Which we'll never know what happened. No. no apparently. Well, that's, that's after Garcia like put his belt around Eddie's neck and dragged him along the floor by his neck. Let's not forget um, Which Chris was upsetting. Jericho. Poking mocks in the eye with some shades. Yes, with a pair of sunglasses, then puts the sunglasses on, and one of the lenses is full out. <laughs> then they get in a golf cart and don't go anywhere. Well, they get in like a mobility scooter, and yeah. Mox is trying to start it, and he can't. So then Jericho is trying to start it whilst like pretending to be unconscious, <laughs> and he can't. Uh, yeah, so great. It was just, it was just madness. It was just absolute insanity. If you like these sort of, if you remember, if you're a, a, a fan of a certain age like we are, and you like the sort of um, attitude era hardcore matches, uh, it was brilliant. Shit was... just went everywhere. It was kind of one of them. Yeah, and like just. Just Mox was just like, oh, so this is a death match, right? And everyone's like, no, Mox. And he's like, no, death match. Everyone's bleeding. <laughs> everyone's getting forked. So in and amongst all of this, you've got proud and powerful trying to put everybody through every table. Where are these tables coming from? <laughs> they hit a street There's sweeper so through many. a table. Then they hit stereo splashes off ladders on 2.0 through tables. It's just <laughs> it's just insanity. Um, it's like they just started spawning around them because everywhere they turn is a new table. Yeah. Then Jake was- Hager does Jake Hager things. Then Jericho's got Moxie in the walls of Jericho's off the time because table and that just snaps under the weight of the two of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and JR swore, which never happened. Yes. Like, JR J- said shit. It made JR swear, which was insane. Um, no Regal, which made me sad. No I Regal. That down as a note. Yeah, that's that's the only negative I can really draw on this match, to be fair. Um, Moxie takes the top rope off. Moxie gets barbed wire out, puts it on a table. Mox does everything in the ring. He's like, how can I fuck all of this shit up? <laughs> how can I make the next the ring crew's job as hard as it possibly can? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then and then um when Danielson comes down and there's some great little bits between those two, like them fighting with um Jericho and Hager. Yeah, they're like sort of and there's a bit where they're all like all four men like stood in a circle and like they're just like yeah. they're hitting one way and then the other and then like just indiscriminately just punching the guy next to them, which is oh, it's which was superb. Beautiful. And then um they do the anvil, hammer and anvils. Yes, they're gonna go for you that. I think it's gonna be Blackpool Combat Club getting the win. But then Eddie Kingston then, ruins it for everybody. Oh my god, Eddie Kingston, Simon Miller um got this right and said um 
Eddie Kingston looks like the next um, GCA protagonist. <laughs> like, that, that's exactly what he looks like. So as as Danielson's got Jericho in a submission move, and it looks like he's gonna he's gonna put him out. Um, Eddie Kingston comes down the ramp, having emerged presumably from the elevator of hell, literally covered head to toe in blood. Yeah. Like and with a can of gasoline. With a can of gasoline. Just, yeah, because here we go. He, he gets into the ring and, like, Danielson's still got Jericho in his submission. He pours the gasoline over both of them. I know. I know. And I'm like, what are you doing, Eddie? It, it gave me the fear. This entire match gave me the fear. <laughs> so then Danielson jumps up and then him and Eddie just start fighting. It was it was inevitable, wasn't it? And then Mox yeah. is like, no, you're friends. You're my Mox, friends. Mox is like, why are mummy and daddy fighting? <laughs> I don't like it. Stop um, fighting with my wife. That's what it is. So then that gives Jericho the chance to get back into it. Oh, yeah. Um, chairs are involved. Kings gets stuck out with the chair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Jericho kicks out the Psycho knee. Well, he kicks out. With, well, first of all, Jericho's got a chair, but Danielson can't be defeated by chairs. So he just Psycho knees the chair into Jericho's face, which Jericho then face. kicks out of one, too. Which is insane. Yeah. Anyway. And then like, he goes to put a submission wow. on Jericho. Hager runs in with the baseball bat with the equalizer. Absolutely batters him. Oh, he beats the within... piss out of oh, at, this, at this point, Moxie's gone through the barbed wire table, sorry. And he's like physically he's stuck. stuck. He's the, physically like, stuck in the barbed wire. Yeah. Because you can see Paul Turner like trying to get him out like in the corner. Daniel Garcia, for all intents and purposes, for all we know, is dead at this point. We don't know where he is. Yeah, he's in that <laughs> elevator. He never came he's up in, the lift. His, cor- his corpse is in there somewhere. Uh, elevator. That's what I'm calling the it. They're both telling that. So, yeah, we're down to basically Jericho, Hager, and Danielson. Jericho puts Danielson in the walls of Jericho. Hager gets the steel ring ropes, wraps it around his neck, and chokes him out with it, basically, until he passes out. Oh, my God. Yeah, because Danielson don't tap. No. No. Oh and my god. Yeah, another another result we didn't see coming. Jericho Appreciation Society pick up the submission win. Yeah, he does. Eddie looked like I have a note here instead of the GTA thing. I have Eddie looks like a final girl from a horror movie. Like yes. at the end of it. Yeah. He looks like he looks like the person who survives the horror movie. Like they, yeah, they, they're, exactly never, they're never gonna sleep like. again, but like you know, they're just covered in blood. Most of it's probably his, some of it isn't. Yeah. That's exactly what he looks like. We need that like on like a carry poster. Um, oh, one one last little spot I, I quite liked because it was like an evolution. Of, um, there's a point near the start where Moxie just whips a cooler full of water bottles like at Jericho's face. He, he checks that it's full yeah. as well, and then like, yeah. he throws it. Yeah, I'll just he, like looks it. He goes, "That's full. <laughs> this is heavy enough. <laughs> this will do." <laughs> and just lashes oh it. Oh my god! It was... Mox just gave no cares. He was like, "I'm gonna murder." Everyone. This was like Mox's Christmas. This was Tony saying to Mox, like, do some GCW shit, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know you're not in a GCW show till like late June, so you know, just go off. Yeah, this was this was this was something else. It was it was the match we needed at this point in the cards because it woke me the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, like it was. I'm gonna it- watch that. That's gonna be a new comfort one. It was like, what if, what if, what if Stadium Stampede were violent? Yeah. What if, what if Stadium Stampede but Mox? Yeah. What if you put Mox in that match? Like, obviously, that's what happens. It gets real bloody. Uh, <laughs> right. So next up, then now we get the Andrade and video. Right. Before we go into the big reveal, does this mean no more Andrade family office? Because he basically said this group is no good. If they're all losers, I don't want losers. Well, it depends how you look at it, doesn't it? Like. Because I thought I thought that's exactly what it is, and then it didn't really hit who it was. 
until people pointed it out to me. And I was like, oh my God, this ties in perfectly with what obviously Forbidden Door. Yeah. Because it's it's rushed from um I'm gonna say L I J because I'm not gonna try and butcher. Lost Igor Lost Igor There we go. The ungovernables. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where that's gonna go in Forbidden Door. Yeah. Or Dominion even. We'll we'll see. Cause he's not is he is he still in L I J? Who Andrade or Rush? No, uh, Rush. Uh, well, I presume so. Yeah, I don't okay. know what. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm no. I'm not an expert on because yeah. I know New Andrade D- was before he went to uh, WWE, wasn't he? That he was the yeah. leader. So that'll be good. Maybe he'll have a match with Naito. But they've been teasing. I mean, because this sort of happened. This sort of happened a lot earlier. But Rush got really badly injured just before Christmas, I think. Yeah. Oh man, and I'm just I'm excited because it was nice to see Andrade in well, any capacity. Well, do you know what they are now though? They're a tag team. Oh, they are a tag team. So now they can have sick tag team matches with all the top tag teams in AW. And with the Hardys, which yes. would be interesting. Uh, so yeah, so that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Well, no um, no, um, all of the graphic for Roosh. I don't know if that's an official aid. I think it's all a Ring of Honor signing, by the sound of things. Yeah. Because yeah. he's been in Ring of Honor before, like quite a lot, hasn't he? I think now they've got a lot of ambiguity. Ambig- ambig- ambiguity? Ambiguity. That's the word. Um, I think they've got a lot of that now. Whether they yeah. want to make them all elite or with honor. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, right then, backstage, we had men of the year talking about winning their match. Um, and as he's doing that, Dante Martin walks up and he's like, I know Scorpio, I know um, Sammy Guevara can't challenge for the TNT title, but I can. And like, yeah, mate, that's that's how that works. You're not Sammy Guevara. Yeah, so you, no. can, you, you can challenge for the TNT title. It's, well done. You're stating the obvious here. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm happy about that. I think it'll be a really good match, but I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Oh, Sky's winning. Easy. Yeah. Sky's going to give him a shot in SoCal for the belt, which is great. Let's, I like how Sky I can be it. Sky can be a heel, but still do an open challenge, which I quite appreciate. I think he's still trying to do the whole, like, honour thing. Yeah. Which even I appreciate. Though, even though he, you know, yeah, he hoofed Kazarian with the title the other week, but whatever, it's yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, right then, next up, the triple threat tag team match. Jurassic Express versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks versus Keith Lee and Spurs Strickland. How much drip can you have in one match? Oh my God, how great did their gear look? Like, just, just Hobbs and Starks. Hobbs and Starks with amazing. the matching gear. Like, it's just dangerous levels of swag, like all over the place here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then um, Keith Lee had the, the swerve in our gl- glory, like... It, it was a tag team gear and not yeah. just him on the gear. It was great. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Again, I, I feel like I feel like I've I've sort of done this match to the service by saying all the other matches were the best this way or the best this way because this match was also incredible. The only thing that, like criticism wise, is these tag and I don't know if this is how those types of tag matches go, but there can only be two people in the ring at once. I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. It's a bit weird. I like it in a way because it makes it like tactical. So like, do you tag in where you can be hurt and you're not keeping yourself fresh, but at the same time, if you're not involved in the match, there's a chance the match might end before you can get involved. That's what nearly happened to Jungle Boy, wasn't it? Like, yeah, and then, and they spent they spent so long building these matches, saying like, oh, the important thing to remember is the champions can lose the belts without being pinned or involved in the decision. 
Yeah. And that's always the fear then. It's like, as a champion, it's not so much the faces, but like, do you sit out and let the other two teams weaken each other and fight it out? Or do you try and be fighting champions and make sure that if a finish does happen, that you're involved in it? Yeah, this did it a lot better than the um, this format worked a lot better for this match than it did for the Red Dragon Young Bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's down to just the, the work rate of these teams. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. when you've got Ricky Starks, Hobbs is just like slamming everybody everywhere. And, and the, the dynamic as well with these teams, because they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're three teams in AW who've got like one big guy, one small guy. So they're almost like mirror images of each other. It was very good. It was nice. It was like, um, it was like Pokemon. Like three yeah. different types. <laughs> I love the bit like in the middle where all the big lads get in and just have a massive fight. That was lovely. Um, Luchasaurus got choke slams. Yeah, but you don't see that oh. very often, do you? You don't see that every day. No. Um, we we had some of the top spots from Swerve and Lee. Just like I said in Discord last night, Swerve is you can't take your eyes off Swerve can you when he's in the ring. He's just oh my god, and like his again. This was the whole the ring being mic'd up thing. It was nice to pick up them talking. Yeah. As well, I wish that that was just a thing all the time. Swerve is on a different level, like when it comes no, to when it comes to his offense. Absolutely. I mean, once again, it's not even it's not even like a it's not even like a big spot anymore. Like him doing a moonsault off Keithley's chest to the outside is just oh my god, yeah, my favorite thing to watch ever. <laughs> like just and the spirit stomp, just a lot of that, and Ricky Starks. I love that bit where he's along the ropes with Jungle Boy. Yeah. He like walked along the road and, and did his pose, and, he's posing and, then... and then he gets crushed. Oh, yeah, oh. He used to, just a, it was so a lot of it was like everything was just if if this was a singles match, it would have ended like five times. But there was just like these little moments where they <laughs> they just couldn't quite the, all te- all the teams they just couldn't quite box the other two teams off. They could get one team away, but they couldn't quite like make it safe. Like mm. I thought the spirit stomp was the finish. I popped like a motherfucker because like I had them to win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, it was so good. Uh, oh, yeah. Just everything about this match, it was all very go all at once. Like there wasn't a lull at all. No, we had some like little heelish moments from Christian. Not so much heelish, but like just um sort of trying to save the match with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Maybe in a way that they won't appreciate too much when they look at the footage back. Might yeah, show a little bit yeah. of discord there amongst that team. Like Christian was being I'm a little so. Well, he's I'm been doing it for a while, hasn't he? Ever since he ever since he was getting Jungle Boy to concerto the, the young books. Yeah, he's been, Jungle he's, Man. He's been like he's been like the devil on Jungle Boy's shoulder, saying like you know you, you need to like you need to embrace the dark art too. You need to like sort of do everyone does it. You need to cheat a little bit just to just to keep yourself ahead. Especially as um when they threw like Christian off the thing, like Jungle Boy flipped out and started beating up Hobbs. Yeah, it was like stay away from my uncle type thing. Stay away from daddy. Ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Um, again, I, I really thought this was. Uh, I had Swerve and Lisa win for this. I thought this was the time for Jurassic Express to hang it up. Um, but no, they hit Jurassic Express on Swerve for the win. I think if neither of those win the tag teams, it's going to be the Lucha Bros are getting it back. Or FTR. <gasps> yes. Or the belt. Because don't forget, we had that moment a few weeks back where FTR came out after a tag match and held up their belts. And like. This may be setting up, building up to that. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about, and we'll, we'll throw it in real briefly here because we've just said their names, was United Empire. Yes. Well, Taking like, it to FTR this week as well. Yeah, that's that's all so much, isn't Jeff, it? Like, I mean, Jeff Cobb getting uh, given cash to Tory Islands. Yeah, and, you know, um, Rato Khan can give um, 
the Mator of Vegas. I don't think we're allowed to talk about what kinds <laughs> are founded in Vegas. <laughs> For legal reasons. Absolutely. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, go back and watch. That's another thing to check out on this week's shows is check out um, Jeff Cobb coming in and murdering everyone with Great O'Khan. That was and the cage match between and Wardlow match. and MJF. Yeah, those were spears. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Which yeah, me, me and Jay, Jay, Jay wants me specifically to mention that we called exactly that happening, that um, Spears would accidentally hit MJF with the chair. That's how they were going to get around that. Did you so, actually do that? Yeah. Well done. Brownie <laughs> points. That's where my that's where my ability to predict what happened this weekend that because I did shit at the big view. I, I got inside my own head <laughs> and booked myself. Worked myself into a shoot, I believe, is the, uh, is, is the <laughs> phrase. Uh, right. So then we have the main event. Oh. First of all, I love this promo, like before the main event. Oh, yeah. Like everything and about it. Like yeah. when when they ask when they ask Punk at the end, like anything else you wanna you wanna add before we, we wrap this up? And he just looks like dead eyed down the camera, just like I'm the best. Yeah, and this is like the first time as well since everything um that Hangman has mentioned Kenny and the books by name. Yeah. As well. Like that promo, because I watched that promo on the countdown and that that hurt my heart a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> also, honourable mention to Eddie Kingston's promo. If we're talking about promos through the night, oh, the one they, they actually. So this was on. It was on their Twitter account, but it was so good they actually put it on the buy-in before the. Uh, before I the show. didn't see it on the Twitter account, and I was like, "I'll wait because I know they'll put it on," and they did. Oh, it made me cry a little bit. I cried a lot tonight, but especially <laughs> over this. Especially, oh. so yeah. So we are, of course, at the main event. It is Hangman Adam Page defending the AW Championship. Against slash from CM Punk. Yeah, and Punk came out wearing gold boots. Yeah. Hangman did not have any gold on his on his um well dress for the job, dress for the job you want. That's what they say. Yeah. Um yeah, this was this was it was from a crowd perspective, this was such a must have been such a difficult match to watch because the crowd didn't really they were so they, they were so split, and like it was moment to moment was like it was like almost like favor was like sort of momentum and favor was sort of swaying back and forth. The crowd were bad punk one moment, then they were bad hangman one moment. Yeah. Like as soon as anybody, and interestingly, as soon as anybody did any sort of posturing to the crowd, they got booed. They just wanted action. The they wanted they wanted yeah. they wanted the talking to be done in the ring at yeah. this point, and it was great. It, it felt like. It felt like a huge boxing match, like a prize fight, like a real big... It really did feel like a prize fight. And, oh, my God, Hangman, and they really brought it to each other. They're trying each other's moves. Yeah. Well, some more successfully than was Punk. I don't know if it was, like, in storyline or whether he just fucked his leg up and couldn't do it, but he tried I think up. it was in storyline, you know. I think that was intentional. Like, twice he went for the buckshot and twice his knee buckled when he came into the ring. Like, it's like he can't land it. Yeah. Both of them, like both of them, just couldn't quite be the other person. Like they couldn't. They quite... need to be the, be the their best selves. Well, this well, it's interesting. You talk like this match was all about, and this build was all about being yourself. Yeah. Like everything about this has been Hangman's arc. People haven't seen. People have like said, "Oh, Hangman's been booked weird, and his title reign's been a bit of a strange one." No, no, no. Hangman's entire title reign is about being him being himself. He couldn't. He 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 made himself something he wasn't so he could beat Kenny 
he had to he had to, he had to become something different but then he, he could go to that place but then he, he but then he couldn't live in that place and he can't like you've seen him doing the promos and he's been he's, he's he's a master at it like he'll 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 cut these promos saying like oh yeah i need to destroy cm punk i need to protect aw from cm punk and then he'll just have at the very end this little like wash of self-doubt come over his face like he doesn't believe yeah. what he's saying like he knows that this isn't the right thing to do but it's what he it's thinks he has throwback. to do yeah it's that throwback to when um when he won the match before he, when he was ranked number one and he was really happy and then he just had this he, he's great with the telling stories without using words with his body language and his face and it's like you can see it in his eyes that self-doubt and I think as well he's had that I saw someone um, make a really good post about this on Tumblr. Um, they talked about how, well, this whole thing of Punk saying he's the best in the world. Well, to Kenny, to Adam, he wasn't. Like Kenny's the best wrestler in the world, and he said so in the media scrum after he won. And it's like, who is this person who hasn't been here, who hasn't gone through what any of us have gone through, to then come in and be like, I'm the best in the world, and like that—that—that's what's really riled Hangman up. Yeah as well. Um, and it did end up being a masturbatory Bret Hart match. <laughs> well, the worst sharpshooters, um, I mean, there's so many, we can't even, I mean, it's a 26 minute match, but it felt, it felt like half that when you it watch the it. Only, um, the only title defence besides Dante Martin um, that Hangman has had, like the big title defence, where Hangman hasn't bled. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that's not intentional. Hangman has a tendency to just bleed sometimes. <laughs> I I am still convinced that he put a kit. Kenny put a blood kit on him. <laughs> he's bled. He's bled at every match. I mean, have you got any? Have you got any particular moments you wanna you wanna call out in the match? I mean, I've got the, the first one oh. I can think of is when um, Punk gets the pop. Hangman hits Punk with a pop up power onto the ring open, which was yeah, particularly and horrible. And then um, the dead eyes as well, like. Uh, and I've got so much. It's the moon salt, the the nasty moon salt. Oh, the one where and he sort of like lands on his feet and sort of like does his knee a bit. Bounces. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And then it was like they were like it's talking about his hips. I was like, well, Hangman has really bad hips. Like I, I had the fear. To be fair, I had the fear through the entire of this match. It really like it rocked me. It was it was truly an incredible match. I mean. When you, when you, it's cliche to say they left everything out there, but Jesus Christ, they left everything out there. They threw yeah. everything into this, every ounce of energy, every move, every permeation. Do you want Punk hitting buckshots? Do you want Hangman hitting GTSs? You've got it all. And so many chops. So all, many all chops. All Hangman's chops. Hangman doesn't half, like, really go off with those and Punk, like, I thought Hangman had the upper hand for the real start first half of this match yeah and i was like oh that's when that's when i started the doubt like really grabbed me because i was never gonna bet against hangman and i didn't physically bet either which made me <laughs> sad now <laughs> um but but um yeah it it really really i felt defeated i mean that dead eye cover was the closest two counts i think i've ever seen i, I thought, thought i thought three. i yeah. thought it was over I, 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 wow only because i didn't believe that was how the match was going to end was i like all oh, right no no of course yeah that that's that's not it it's like and then then the belt 
and well, not hold the breath. This is this is the the moment. This is the moment of the match. This is what we have to we have to get into now. This is what we have to probably. This is probably what we'll spend the rest of our time covering this match, talking about. Yeah. So yeah, we, we have we have a ref bump. Um, was it when Punk had hang on for the GTS and he sort yeah, of turned and- around and hit the ref? Yeah. And oh. yeah, so Paige hits the book shot, but there's no referee. So he goes outside and he, he and all, like throughout the match, like Paige has been looking over towards the belt quite a lot, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Like, and all, then when he came out as well, he came out like Kenny did with the flares. Yeah. It was a very Kenny Omega style entrance. But he's been looking at the belt all throughout the match, like almost as if you don't know why he's been doing it. It's like, it's just a, is this a confidence thing? Is this like a is this what he needs to do to sort of stay focused? But no, he's been he's been thinking about this belt and he's thinking and now he's got the opportunity, he's thinking about hitting CM Punk with it. Uh, and he's like, get up, get yeah. up. And, he, and but I, again, it's one last moment, isn't it, of him trying to be someone he's not he's trying to force this 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 persona upon himself. Because he thinks couldn't he thinks, do it with Cole. No, but he thinks this is what I need to do to beat CM Punk. This is the only way to win. I have to do this. Like this is the only way to put him down. I have to cheat. I have to turn heel basically um which he doesn't want to do it's not it's not it's not his natural game i was shouting at the tv at this point i was like no don't do it you don't need to do this i was absolutely like off just yeah and then punk 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 plays it so well as well like and I, i think punk played this i think punk did this on purpose he looks at hangman and he doesn't try and he just puts his hand up to like sort of stop like to block it yeah. like yeah like in the in the weakest way but it's not going to do anything he just he's yeah. defeated he, he he makes himself look pathetic yeah so the hangman sort of comes to his senses and, and sort of realizes that this isn't who this he isn't is me. he can't he, if he wins like this it's it's as bad it's as bad as losing yeah because it's not what he does and it's not what the fans that's not his that a heel hangman is not their champion, is not our champion. Not at no. all. Not at all. So so hangman throws the belt away, goes to the apron, sets off for the buckshot, punk catches him, picks him up, GTS, yeah. one, two, three. A slow yeah. three. Yeah, it was really slow. I was hoping, I was hoping and praying. Even, even though they stretch it out to the point where you just have the hope that he might not go, yeah. but yeah. It was like um, <sighs> it was akin to that that feel when Hangman um, gets one winged angel by Kenny, and in, in that pre mm. in the elimination match, so like, the, is he going to kick out? The only thing I can I can sort of, and I'm not even I was I was I picked Punk to win this, mm-hmm. but in that moment, in those three extended seconds of that three count, the only thing I can compare that to is when you watch football. And you see your team about to concede a goal, and you see it coming for like five seconds before it happens. Yeah. And you just watch it, and it's the longest five seconds of your life when you see that happen. And there's, you know, there's nothing that anyone can do about it. It's happening. Yeah. And it's like the bottom of your stomach just sort of starts to drop away. I was, I had to hold Nat while she cried. That was, that was emotional for us both. Especially as Jack's the punk fan in the house. Like me and Nat were on one end of the couch and Jack was on the other. <laughs> now, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for Hangman. I think there's a lot of interesting places that they can take his character now. As me and Jay were saying on, on the podcast a few weeks ago, I think that this title run is almost going to set him up for his second title run down the line. Like, because this is the, this is the yeah. one where he, this is the one where as a person, he wasn't ready for this title run. 
it was and also it's like um finding himself now look you you've done it but you've let it not let it slip three fingers but you've lost it how are you gonna recover from this are you gonna slip back into your old ways are you gonna carry on what's gonna happen because there was no mention of hangman on bta it's just no no he wasn't there at all was he um well it's just that like so obviously hangman's first title run it was so it was all built on him being the one to beat kenny and people say and and people have said like oh hangman's title run was weird because it was almost like they didn't have a plan for him once he won the title but i think the plan was that hangman didn't have a plan for when he won the title because it was the build-up he didn't know what he was going to do Everything all in his mind. The only thing in his mind was beating Kenny. And when and he did it, title. yeah. And when he did it, he didn't know what he didn't want to be the champion. He just wanted to beat Kenny. He didn't know how to do his title reign. He didn't know how to plan his title reign, how to how to be a champion. He just knew how to beat Kenny. Yeah. And now he's got to go down, back down to wherever, whatever pit of despair he falls down to, because it's Hangman and that's what he does. And he's got to pick himself back up, build himself back up climb back up to the top but this time when he gets back to the top he has to have he has to be a more rounded person he has to be a champion already doesn't need to depend on other people no he has to arrive as a champion he can't just arrive at has hangman and be like all right i'll figure out my title reign while i'm champion because it was very much still it still felt that hangman was brand new when he was yeah when he was facing Kenny and, 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 and in real in real world terms guys 30 he'll be fine he's got another decade at the top of this company oh yeah totally. <laughs> like, he is he is their star. Yeah. Like, like you can have all your CM Punks in the world. Hangman is like, Hangman. Like just, and just, as I said, MJF as well. Just, just now. Just from a real world booking perspective, if you want to pull the trigger on Summer of Punk, this is probably a last chance. Yeah. So yeah. it makes and all the sense. It makes, it, it makes all the sense in the world to do it now. Mm-hmm. And especially now, we don't know because my thing was, oh, it's going to be MJF. Punk's going to be face. And then we're going to get heel MJF, or we're going to get heel Punk face MJF taking the title off Punk. But now we don't know what's happening with MJF. Is this going to be long, long evil title reign for Punk? Are we just going to have Bastard Man? Back? Is Punk going to turn heel? How is how well? No, it's like when is Punk going to turn heel? Yeah, because the belt just just does not. Um, whenever Punk gets a belt, Punk doesn't handle power well, does he? He doesn't handle no. like. Yeah, the adulation will. And, but uh, like Punk for Punk as well. This was this was an awesome moment. Don't forget, like it's easy to say, like, oh yeah, Punk's done it all. This was Punk winning a title in the main event of the company's biggest pay per view. Something he never got to do in WWE. Yeah. But this is Punk having his moments that he never got to have back in the other he company. So happy. He looked like he was crying, like he was legitimately crying. This is the reason. I mean, are we joke and say like, oh yeah, the reason Punk came back was to was to was to win titles. I don't think it was. I think the reason Punk came back was to enjoy wrestling again. And I think this he is what made he's done that. Yeah, this is what made this. This is helped massively on that level. And oh. then at the end, after Dynamite, after Double or Nothing, FTR came out. Yeah, and lifted Punk onto their shoulders. And that that's so sweet. I'm excited to see what Punk's going to do. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen to Hangman, and especially who's going to pick him up, because we all know what I'm rooting for. Yeah. <laughs> Hung books, let's go. Yes, give um, me that now. Right then, before we wrap this up, we'll pick our matches of the night, and we'll give ourselves a score out of 10. So do you want to go first? Okay. We want to pick, give me your match of the, the night. night. for me was Arcade Anarchy. It was, as much as I want to choose Hangman and Punk 
and I love them. But Arcade Anarchy was amazing. It was brilliant, and I can't even describe how much fun that was to watch. Uh, right, um, I'm gonna pick the main event. Not because, not for any sort of gloating reasons, because yeah. I don't think picking CM Punk to win was a particularly brave shout. Uh, <laughs> I just think it was. I think this is Hangman's magnum opus. I think this is this is his master story tell, story that he's In told here. His first chapter. Yeah. Second chapter, even. Sorry. I think this was some of the best in-ring character work from Hangman that you will he ever see done. from a wrestler. Yeah. And, and he's proved pl- it I'm, again, hasn't he? And in Punk, he had the perfect foil. Like everyone says that Hangman and Kenny are like destined to do this forever, and I do believe that. They are. But, but Punk has been such a, an unexpectedly wonderful fit for Hangman. It's been the best thorn in his side, hasn't it? Yeah. Maybe that's gonna be like a weird Achilles heel though. And I'd like I'd like Hangman to stay away from the belt for ages now. I'd like him to come back, like do the thing that he did with Kenny, no, not particularly chase the belt, but find himself. At the top again, or find himself like psyched up in a different way rather than chasing it straight away. Yeah. Um, right. So, uh, before we wrap this up, then, do you would like to give me how would you rate this pay per view out of 10? Oh, um, like a nine. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I really. I said this to Nat because I was like, even though none of my favorites won, I still really, really enjoyed the pay per view. It was so good. Like none of none of who I wanted to win won, aside from like Rosa and Britain Cole. Yeah. Like the books didn't win. Hangman didn't win. Derby didn't win. The Blackpool Combat Club didn't win. Like none of my favorites won, but I still absolutely adored this pay per view. Yeah, I mean, if you'd have asked me last night, like, as the streetlights were going off and the sun was coming up and the clock was edging towards 6am, I probably would have said, like, closer to a 7, just because I felt so exhausted by this show. But yeah. having just not even rewatched it, having just talked about it with you for an hour or so, like, I'm thinking eight and a half, nine, Like, because yeah. it's one of them, like, when you can take yourself out of the, the mammoth the task of watching it and you look at you break it down, you look at the individual moments to moments, it was yeah. it was excellent. It was really, really, really good. And there was no lows either. I didn't think that there was one thing where it was like, oh, no. this could have changed. No, I think everything was even like Even like the sort of least worthwhile matches, like not, not in terms of in-ring action, but in terms of like they probably didn't need to be on the card, like Urana J and Jay Cargill, that had yeah. big moments whether yeah. it be moments in the match or moments after the match, everything yeah. serviced like the, the moments and yeah, everything yeah. felt like every weirdly for a show that nearly five hours everything felt like it belonged here Yeah, it really did, <laughs> and like even even where, you, where we said before that Derby and Kyle could have been on the buy-in and I'm, I'm like talking through that with you. I'm like, well, it felt significant. Yeah, them. it was. It was really good, though. So yeah, and, and yeah, and it's going to set up a story. I mean, how long did it go for? It went for ten, only went for ten minutes, ten and a half minutes. So yeah, it yeah. was. 
You know, that wasn't the, that wasn't the word. The, the, the big, that wasn't the reason why the pay-per-view was four and a half hours long. No, absolutely not. No. So and yeah. they didn't even stack it with promos either. No, and as we said, and as we said, like so, yeah, so Kyle and, and Darby match. We, we said, oh yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a throwaway match, and it could have been on on the buy-in. But then we just said, didn't we, that it was it felt like a really important. Yeah, for that's Kyle what I'm saying. Like, guy, like, so, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think they could have threw an extra match on the buy-in, but maybe not put a match from the card on the buy-in. Yeah, so just threw it. Just threw another one on there. Well, the, the first like forty minutes of the buy-in was the road to Dublin, I think, which we we literally walked like two hours beforehand. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could have done with another match. Oh well, I mean, yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, AW. You don't mind. You don't mind the long show when there's only four a year, and when there's only four a year, they have to they have to give you everything, don't they? They have to they have to yeah. they have to give you the whole the whole buffet, mm-hmm. and yeah, they they did they absolutely did that. So yeah, roll roll on. No, still not much teasing to roll on Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door, well, Forbidden like well, that's the point. Forbidden Door kind of feels like it's in this sort of weird pocket dimension now, doesn't it? Like because there was no direct build. Uh, nope. We we've seen Great Khan and Jeff Cobb come in. Uh, we know. I am now. I mean, Punk is going to be fighting someone huge. Like that is. They put the belt. He's Jakarta. going to walk. In, he's going to walk in Chicago as AW champion to fight a top New Japan guy. He's going to. Yeah. He's going to. Batter, he's, going to he's going to batter Ricardo so hard that he's going to send him off the tenant loose. Either that, or he's going to. Um, or Jay White. Or Jay White. I'd. I'd still like Hangman and Jay White. Think we'll give Hangman the um, the IWGP belt. What if Hangman ends up back in the Bullet Club? <laughs> Don't. Can't <laughs> deal with that. You said we don't do heel hangman anymore. Oh, I mean, just, just, just so we're, we're on, we're on we're, I think we're going to get some hardcore build to uh, the window on this week's on the Dan Ryan Rampage, and I can't wait for it. And it's the Cali show. I can't wait to see what the books are going to do. Is that, but is that tag match that they announced with like all of them in on the Cali show? Which one was that, sorry? It's like Red Dragon, the books, Jurassic Express. They announced the match. I, I don't think. know. I think I might have. I might have either been like half asleep when that happened, or like. Let me just see if I can find it. Um, I'm sure they announced the match, or maybe I just hallucinated it out of sleep deprivation. Um, I'll send you it on Discord. Um, okay. I'm sure they announced it, um, another like match on the night and I was like oh my god they're in another tag match um, let me just check sorry about this I just want no to worries. make sure that I'm not missing something um, which anyway presumably it'll be on the I'm going to roll up on the AW yeah it'll be, it'll be on Dynamite won't it like it'll be all on there um, let just see No, there's nothing. No, okay. Um, but it'll be interesting to see them in Cali and what's going to happen with them because we, me and you said, didn't we, that the Bucks are going to win and the Hardys will get the dub back in Cali, but now... Maybe the Bucks get the dub back. Uh, so all it's all they've got for Dynamite is the fall-off from Dublin, I think, and huge matches to be announced. That was posted an hour ago. Oh, right, okay. Then, yeah, we shall see. Sorry, I've just seen that they've done like someone's they've released a graphic saying Summer of Punk has officially begun. Summer of Punk lovely. 3, let's go. Yes, right. I'm down for that. On that note then, I think that's probably the perfect place to leave it. If you haven't 
given if, if, if you haven't if not assumed from our, our glowing review if you haven't seen the paper you please do go and watch it because it was really really yes. really good if you want to see Matt Namar covered in mustard and blood and both and blood <laughs> Like some weird well, hot look, dog. Yeah, it looks like a human hot dog. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> um, yeah, Faye, thank you so much for coming in on oh, very short it was notice. So much fun. I enjoyed in. it. Uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. So, as always, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, as we'll see you all very soon next week. Hopefully, for some big Forbidden Door news. Uh, as always, yeah. stay safe, enjoy wrestling, and we'll see you all very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs> 